guys, it's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease of financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. What's going on, guys? Your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today, pre-recorded, as I always do during these COVID-19 periods. Now, this is going to drop sometime in late September, probably first week of October, but this guy is one of my favorites. He's become a very close, dear friend of mine. He is one of the best talents in indie wrestling period today, and I don't care what he says because I believe it to be true, and because it's my show, that's all that matters. It's all that matters. Please welcome back to Straight Talk Wrestling. I like to name him the king of flippy shit, but you may know him as the prince of Prince City, Aiden Prince. Wow, my dude, my dude with the best intros around. I gotta give you that, I gotta <laughs> give you that. <laughs> so how are you, buddy? I'm great, man, I'm great. I'm, uh, I'm here chilling in Ottawa, that sauce behind me, don't mind him, he'll probably jump in and out through this, but. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, man, I am, uh, I am chilling, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, you know, got to see you and we got to set this thing up a couple weeks back at the Destiny Barbecue. It yes. was so great to run in. And yes. once this interview airs, we'll have already seen each other again at finally a show, a Destiny yes. Wrestling parking lot show. I got a VIP table so I can scream my head off. There you um, go. We know you're going to be on the card. We don't know. You know. Who well, by this time the interview drops, we'll know who you're facing. But as we record it now, we still have no word on who you're facing. Right. I've got a couple ideas in my head that we'll get to a little bit later on. But man, you know, during this COVID time period, it's been a struggle to uh, keep your mental state where it should be. Yeah. For me as a fan, for you as a wrestler. And Definitely. we were actually supposed to do this right when COVID kind of started. Right when the world stopped, we had plans right. to do this. And, right. And... Uh, your head wasn't in it for obvious reasons. Yeah, man. And my head also wasn't in the best form because I was trying to wrap my head around just not seeing all of you guys, all of my friends, all of the fans, everybody in wrestling. And it was kind of a surreal experience. But running into each other at Destiny, at the barbecue, seeing the rejuvenation of what we know is coming now. Yeah, man. We set this up. But talk yeah. to me about March. Talk to me about finding out that literally the world, the business that you love, right. stopped. Um, for me, man, it was, uh, it was crazy. Um, as you know, I just moved to Ottawa from Windsor. Uh, it's a big move for my friends, my family, uh, from the wrestling school, everything I was doing there. Um, and in my eyes, it was a step up. I was here to evolve. I was ready to, uh, get going. And there's, there was things planned that I can't talk about, unfortunately, but they, uh, they were there. So for everything to stop dead, um, especially with the momentum I had going was, uh, was a test for my brain, a test for my life, you know, as it was for, for a lot of people, but I think maybe I took it a little too hard. And I think it, uh, it affected me in the sense of, I'll be honest, I mean, I couldn't even put, <laughs> put wrestling on the TV, man. It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was very, very hard for me to have all those opportunities laid out, and then all of a sudden they stopped dead unexpectedly, you know. Yeah, not because of injury, not because of anything that, because no. of 
no, and, and pandemic. Yeah, and I mean, things like podcasts and stuff like that. I knew that if I was to do any kind of podcast or talk about anything, it was going to be me sulking about what was going on. And in my eyes, it was like, yo, man, we're all in this together. You can't sulk about it, you know, deal with it your own and then explain yourself when the time is right. The time is right, my friend. <laughs> so, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. we're going to get into a lot of explanations today. But one thing I do want to stress, set up right off the bat is I was able to sit down with two of your former opponents, two Ooh. guys who I believe you had, and you've had a lot of great matches. I've seen all these great matches. Thank you, man. But these two stood the test of time for me. And I, I talked about you quite in depth to both of these individuals. One was the sauce, Alex Zane, the taco oh, okay. king. And the other one was Red Death, Daniel Garcia. I got to see you versus Garcia at uh, Crossbody in February. Right. And I got to see you and Alex Zane go toe-to-toe -to -toe in Thanksgiving of last year. Actually, my daughter's 10th birthday weekend. That was wow. part of her birthday gift was coming out to uh, Destiny with me. And you know her, the mini host. She, you oh, sat yeah. down with her. Five yes. questions with Ada the Prince. That time. is also be dropping sometime time. in September. I am very excited to watch that. I really uh, am. Yeah. Oh, man. She, she, yeah. she loves how you guys give her the time because of the relationships yeah. and connections I've made. But also because she's way better at interviewing than I am. Man, she I gets think right she in there. Do you have a colorful book with your questions in it? Because if you don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's all my coloring books up here, but she had yeah. it organized. She, she had it. She had it organized. I said that I went questions? to work. I went yeah. to work uh, like the the I think it's the Monday or whatever. And I was saying I was like I did I did an interview with a little kid that was more prepared than 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 some podcasts I've done. So. I, I was very impressed. Good for her, man. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you know what the funny thing was is that she asked a question and you answered it without any hesitation. And the first question she asked was, uh, would you do a moonsault on my dad? And you said, yeah, <laughs> without a problem. Oh, we'll do it right now. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not trained or prepared. Yeah. Did he ask yeah. that? I will get hurt. Funny little story about moonsaults, actually, while we're on the moonsault topic. I actually have never hit a standing moonsault on somebody because I can't do it. I can do flippy shit out the wazoo, but you, uh, you lay down and tell me to do a moonsault, I'll probably headbutt you on the way over. If you're not laying there, I can moonsault fine. With putting a person there, I don't know what it is. I, I cannot do a standing moonsault on a person. Well, so you're safe. You're let's safe. Let's try either person. way with me. Yeah, okay? I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell your daughter that, you know, it'd make me look bad, but, you know. So don't worry, I would have hurt myself more than you, basically. Um, well, okay, then I'm okay with that. I'm okay there with you that. go, there you go. But in talking to these two individuals, like I said, they are two of the best uh, in the yeah. business, much like yourself. I rank all three of you up there very highly. And both guys, quote unquote, said the same thing to me. Aiden Prince is legitimately one of the toughest sons of bitches I've ever stepped in the ring. He won't go down. He won't stay down. He keeps getting back up. Almost like you're that horror movie character that dies 15 times. And at the bottom yeah. of the stairs, when you're laying there and you think, okay, he's dead this time. No, yeah. your fucking hand comes out and you yeah. grab somebody's ankle. Yeah, you man. have a never say die attitude. And I think that's what gravitates people like I me and your that. fans towards you. Because you walk out there all fire. We see the passion. But the whole match, the story you tell is, yeah, okay, I'm going to get hit. It's going to yeah. hurt. It's going to yeah. suck. But I'm going to keep coming. And the yeah. only way you're going to stop me, the only way is if I stop breathing. Right, right. So you, and that's your, been your mentality your whole life. But talk to me about, I know you remember those two matches specifically. Yeah. But talk to me about those two opponents. They differ a lot, but there's similarities there. One has more speed 
and agility, the other right. one has a lot more power. Like when right. Garcia hits you, it's like when Josh Alexander hits you. Yes. It fucking hurts. You sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, both guys are, are very different. And I mean, two, the, the, both of those guys are, are I do consider friends. Um, Zane, I've known of for years. I mean, that goes back to my backyard past when I was a little guy, just, just wrestling in the backyard. Um, Zane has been doing those things since we were kids. So it's insane to see, you know, his growth and stuff like that. Garcia, I met, um, through wrestling, uh, through the Buffalo boys and stuff like that. And again, both are, are very different, but being in the ring with Garcia was what like like a like a strong style like we were we were hitting each other you know what i mean and then there's the the alex zane style where i was able to pull out ridiculous flippy stuff that most guys would say is too much or ridiculous or whatever and i mean i think both of those guys prove that there's a place for everybody in wrestling there's a place for those hard-hitting guys but there's also a place for a guy with purple hair that can flip like a motherfucker if i can swear but yeah like you know what i mean there's wrestling is a, is a place for everybody. And I pride myself on being able to go with Daniel Garcia, but also go with an Alex Zane. Right. So, um, and, and to touch on what you said about, uh, the, the never say die attitude that, that has become my character because honestly, that's me. That's, um, I mean, I'm never going to be the biggest guy. I, I'm not, you know? Uh, so the one thing I do have about me is that the heart for this, um, and that type of stuff. So it's just, it's, it's natural for me to keep getting back up because that's just what I've done my whole life. And it's a great moniker, I think, to, to live by. It's a great, and that's why I love wrestling because, you know, mm. there's been a lot of times I've been knocked to my knees by life. Yeah, man. Life, yeah. uh, to quote, yeah. you know, the great Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> life will beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. But it's <laughs> not how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you go. get hit and keep going. Keep moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely but, done. Thank you. Thank you. That's my Stallone. And then I would crack five eggs and drink them. And I, oh, can't, there you I, go. I there tried you. that when I was a kid. It does not taste good at all. It doesn't work, man. No, it doesn't work. It's no. just horrible. No. And it just builds up all kinds of cholesterol. I'm surprised <laughs> he hasn't had a heart attack. Exactly, man. Exactly. But that, that's a great moniker to live by. And I think that's what makes wrestling such a fantastic um, experience. Because that's mm. what it is. It is an experience. It's a dance. It's storytelling. It's all these things Amazing. that I've said 50,000 times. Yeah. And only now are people really starting to pay attention to the fact yeah. that, oh, shit, yeah, the host, he knows what he's talking about. Of course I do. I've been <laughs> in love with this business my whole yeah. life. But yeah, to yeah. see a guy like you go in the ring with guys double your size, triple your size, guys that specialize in hardcore like a Channing Decker, yes. guys that specialize in flippy shit like you do, guys that specialize in strikes like Josh Alexander, yeah. like um, uh, Daniel Garcia, guys that specialize in um, mind games like a Marty Scroll or a Kevin Blackwood, right. Right. guys that really know how to get under your skin like that enforcer right. in hockey that you just want to punch the fucking yeah. life out because yeah. he's so fucking annoying. Yeah. To see you get ambidextrous with all these people, I think it's a pride and a credit to you. This is going to show any big promotion that is, isn't stupid enough to already be paying attention. They should be. But when they see how ambidextrous you are, you literally have so many layers to a basic character. Everybody's character is supposed to be them turned up to 10. I don't think yeah. that's the case with you. I think your character is you. Yeah. That's there is like, no and, turned and up. I mean, there is no turned down. Right. No, that, that, that is, that's, that's been a big thing for me. And that's why I love pro wrestling so much is 
I get to tell these stories of little guy versus big guy, little guy versus little guy, guy versus girl. You know what I mean? Like intergender tag matches. There's tag matches. There's, I'm a glorified Power Ranger. That's what I tell everybody. I get to have these cool stories and whatever. And every venue I go to, I love to make the venue part of the match and, 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 and those type of things because wrestling is a story. I, I could talk about it for hours about how it's amazing to be able to sit there and choreograph this like, you know, 10 to 15, sometimes 25 minute story that, you know, even when the crowd knows that we've planned this, is still emotional with me. They still feel it with me. Um, and, and you're right, it is me. So when you see me go out there and break down crying or you see me reaching to fans and stuff, I am so in that mindset of what Aiden Prince is and what my character is at that point that I am genuinely feeling those things. So, and it's, a, 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 some people will never understand that about pro wrestling, but I find that to be the most beautiful part of it, that I can go out there and literally break down crying because Aiden Prince missed his fans so much. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a very, very cool thing. Very cool. Absolutely. It was a moment that we're, the moment we're talking about, just in case anybody wants to know, is that at the Destiny Barbecue, everybody kind of came out, spoke a little bit. And when it was your turn to come out, you slid through those ropes. You just looked around and everybody was just, you know, Prince City. We were yelling flippy shit, even though there was no opponent. We wanted you to flip on something. Right. I would have put right. a table out there so you could have flipped did on it. it. I know I you would have. But you came out. <laughs> And you got really emotional. And um, my wife, who is probably one of the dearest people in the world to me, I mean, she's my wife, I love her to death. And my 10-year-old daughter, the mini host that we talked about, who says hi, by the way. Um, <laughs> they, both, uh, they both looked over at me as we were sitting down. And they were crying because you were crying. Because yeah. they knew that you were just happy. There was no opponent. But you were yeah. just happy to be in the ring. Yeah. You were happy to feel that electricity again. Yeah. And I think... Something like that, a moment like that is enough to keep you going for a few more weeks till we get to that destiny part. That, uh, that was a good wake up call. You know what I mean? Just, just to be in front of you guys again and stuff, because I'm not going to lie, man. It was in my mind. I was accepting, you know, that I lived this very cool life, but now I have to figure out something else. I have to, I have to move on to the next thing. And to be honest, since I was in diapers, this is all I have. Like, I don't like anything else. You know what I mean? So to, to put my mindset at, you know, this life is over now was a very, very scary thought for me personally. So just, just hearing people, hearing my name again, you know what I mean? Looking out and seeing some people, those type of things were, were a very huge deal to me. And, and, you know, those were real tears, man. This is, I am very, very grateful. And I mean, that's motivated me to sit here and talk to you. It's motivated me to do a couple more podcasts. Uh, motivated me to get back in the gym again because your boy lost some weight, you know? <laughs> so it's just a matter of uh, accepting that there is a new normal now, you know, that wrestling might not be what it was for me, but it's still wrestling at the end of the day. I still get to tell stories at the end of the day. I still get to do what I love to do. And it's just, uh, it's a little different now. That, that's all. Yeah. I, absolutely. But the great thing about it being a little different now is it gives you a chance to reinvent a couple things, to try yeah. a couple things. Like you mentioned yeah. at the beginning of the show, how you can't do a standing moonsault. So maybe right. while you're waiting for the next show, because the shows aren't going to happen frequently right. anymore, right. you work on that. So yeah. when you and get that, that next book, the, the biggest thing is, is it's very cool to sit back now and look at who's excelling in this period of time and who's not. 
right? Like things have changed so much that it's really showing like one who's the most dedicated, but also who can adapt to this new lifestyle, this new change in, in, in wrestling and in characters. And now I think things like, you know, uh, social media is going to blow up even more in the sense of video packages, stuff like that, because it's, it's, it's all different now. It's a different way of doing things. Um, it's been interesting to see how guys are making money, like shout out to the backyard pro guys. Like, I mean, thinking of different new ways, you know what I mean? To, to make money in this, to, to keep the love going, to keep, you know, themselves relevant, stuff like that. I, I'm very impressed by all of my peers in, in that sense, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, 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 it's, been a, it's been a scary time, but it's been an exciting time. And it's been a time where our crafts can all be honed to the right. point where when it all starts back, I mean, not only are they going to see you doing flippy shit, but hopefully somebody gives me the chance and they see my shining face doing commentary. That'd be pretty sexy, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. I've always said, man, you should be doing more than just this podcast. There is, uh, there's more there for you for sure. And uh, I mean, I, I will do whatever I can for you as well. Uh, just, I mean, you, you, you're great at what you do. Your daughter's catching up to you, but you're, <laughs> you're, you're great at what you do. So I, I'd love to see you doing some more stuff, whether it's commentary, announcing, anything, man. Anyway, I, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the love. But one thing I am looking forward to uh, the most now, it'll, it'll, it'll all have already uh, happened, but is the, um, I'm obviously looking forward to the parking lot venue. And don't right. forget, you got to bring three shirts and an autograph for me. The money is waiting. We will yes. patiently, we will yes. gladly pay for that. Make sure mine's a triple X. Okay, please. Because I, I like I the length. Sure. It's not because I'm, well, I am a bigger guy, but I, it's because of the length. You like, I like uh, the shirts like, a little longer. You know what? I will say, I, I used to be a big fan of small t-shirts, <laughs> a little guy, you know? Lately, I've, I've moved up in size on the t-shirts for some reason. I think it's the length thing for me, too. I don't, uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're not grandfathers. We don't tuck our t-shirts into our exactly. pants. We like to let them hang exactly. like they're supposed to. Not quite there yet. No, not no. quite there yet. I'm like, uh, hundred percent. Our hairlines are still intact. Hey so man, I'm wearing a hat for a reason. All right? <laughs> so actually uh, the hat you're wearing, if I'm not mistaken, it's a battle arch pro hat. It is, man. It is. So I actually wanted to get your kind of take on this subject. Yes. Um, and I think you already know where I'm going with this. Yes. A couple weeks ago, uh, Anthony Corelli announced that um, he found his forever home with his family in Georgian Bay. Yes. And he's looking to relocate and move out there. Now at the barbecue, he announced that uh, Battle Arts is not going to close its doors completely. He's looking for somebody to take over the brand down here right. and hopefully expand and open a brand up there, which would be fantastic for everybody up north that doesn't have any training because right. he's a fantastic coach. Right. But for somebody who's been in Don Cola, who's had experiences Don Cola, who's had battles, fights, <laughs> wars in Don Cola, yeah. When, so, when you haven't even trained at Battle Arts, but Don Koloff Arena is a home for everybody in the Ontario oh, yeah, Indies. Definitely. You haven't laid groundwork until you fought in Don Koloff. 100%. When you heard the news from a standpoint of like a guy like yourself, somebody who is so high ranked in the Ontario Indies, what was your thoughts on possibly never again stepping foot in the Don Koloff? For me, it was, it was heartbreaking. I was at work. I read Anthony's post. And it was one of those things, it was that, that same mindset of, wow, like, I have to accept that that part of my life is done. The, the Don Koloff, you know, Windsor made me in Windsor and in that area and maybe a little bit on TV. But the Don Koloff, Mississauga, gave me confidence in a sense. Um, 
I don't know if you'll remember this, but I was put into a match with Josh Alexander and Loki. And that match. First time I saw you. Yes. Which was the first time ever that the Don Koloff seen me in a different light. I wasn't just in the first match on the scramble. I wasn't just a dark match. I was put into this big spotlight with Loki and Josh. And even though I didn't get to do a lot, it changed my character in Don Koloff. It, it, my reactions after that match grew and grew and grew. Though that match is what put me across from Tyler Bate and the other, you know, Alex Zane and, and, and those big matches that I was given. So for, for me, it was, it was a huge blow that like, wow, like these things have to stop now. They're like, I have to move on, you know, but it's also woke me up to the sense of, okay, I know what I have inside me. Let's keep this moving. Let's, let's, let's try to grow from this. You know what I mean? But but yeah, overall, it was, uh, it was hard to read. It was hard to read. And I hope that it's not the last time that, you know, we're, we're in there. But if it is, I'm grateful for the time that I, I was there and, and grateful for the, you know, the spots that Anthony and George gave me. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. For sure, 100%. Don Koloff is, uh, is uh, Ontario in the holy ground, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a special uh, place. And like <laughs> I said in that, the, the little bit I got to talk on the mic there, like I, I sat up there. And, and, you know, like took pictures of Mick Foley and, 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 and like all these past guys that had been there because I just wanted to be in the Don Koloff. So the fact I went from taking pictures to helping with the ring to being across from Tyler Bate and the growth and, and the, the battles I had in, in scrambles and with Zane and stuff, I, I'm forever grateful for sure. A hundred percent. And yeah, that match was something special for me because that was my, my first taste of destiny. That was my first destiny event. I just uh, started building the relationship with George that I have now, which has grown tremendously. And um, he, you know, he gave me the opportunity. He said, come out, see what we're all about. Now you you talk to me, you see where my mindset is. I want you to come out and experience it. And I went into it like knowing of Josh, obviously knowing of Loki. If you're a wrestling fan, if you don't know who Loki is, you're a fucking idiot. Um, and I went and then all of a sudden there's you, you pop out in this five way scramble. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, I like this guy. Let's see where it's going. Then you came out and you know, you say you didn't get to do a lot, but I do remember one high spot where Loki was at the top rope. He tried to do a hurricane run on Josh, but obviously the power of Josh is very overwhelming. Right, right. Josh power bombed the middle of middle of the ring. You were at the other end. You were kind of a little bit dazed and confused. Then you just shot up out of nowhere and you ran across the ring and you like, bulldogged slingshot like slinged arm i don't know what the fuck it was yeah. a mixture of all three of these things yeah. and you dropped josh alexander to his knees yeah yeah and then you went and you went on the top and you did the uh, like the stomp on the back yeah. you dropped yeah. him and you had an opportunity it was one it was two everyone was hanging and oh he kicked out because i mean right. he's the walking weapon it takes right. a lot more right. than that to put him down but that was a moment that i looked at you and i looked across at my former co-host who was with me that night and i said that guy's a fucking star we got to get that dude on the show as soon as fucking possible. And we did. And you and I had a really heartfelt interview yeah, in the man. woman's locker room. Sans the women. Okay. We're not assholes people. Yes. It was the woman's locker room. Cause it was the only place that was empty and available for us at the time. Yes. And then that girl walked in. That was random. Yeah. She walked in. See, if that was now, I, I, I get pissed because if it was now, I would have brought her into the interview like 100%. I would have been like, come do this interview with us because she yeah, didn't. You're already in here just taking your time. Clearly sitting there doing something and she walks right in. That was, yeah. Well, so she, she walks right in. She goes over the mirror, starts brushing her fucking hair, yeah. washing her hands. We're like, okay, we'll be patient. And then yeah. she just chills for a good 10 minutes. Yeah, and then she's like, okay, bye, guys. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, fuck you, Jesus <laughs> <Exactly>. Christ. <laughs> 
Yeah. But you know what? That was a special memory in a moment between us because that's when I think you and I really bonded and yeah. the friendship yeah. developed. And then seeing you, the growth at Crossbody and the battles you had there and, and how great that promotion is and what they do. And then seeing your stock just rise and rise and rise. And it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't luck. It was fucking hard work, determination. It wasn't doors being opened for you. It was you kicking through the door. Right, I appreciate Or sometimes it. putting your body through the door. Through the door, yeah. A exactly. lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Um, Crossbody was another place that gave me some opportunities. You know what I mean? It's the first place I got to speak on a mic a little bit. Um, things like that. So to, like, again, right, it was Destiny gave me this confidence to do bigger things and to, to move on and then do bigger stuff with crossbody and stuff like that. It's man, I'm so grateful for pro wrestling. It's a, it's a great thing. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it's one of the things that, I mean, if you're a fan and you love it and you appreciate it, then you understand everything about it. And I do appreciate, I do appreciate you saying it was hard work because I think that I have, and this is the first time I've talked about this. I think I have this stigma on me that uh, the only reason I was given opportunities with impact, you know, is because of, the people I knew or the, the city I lived in or um, you know what I mean? Just basically shit was handed to me. And I, I think I've kept my mouth shut on that for a long time. And it's, it's starting to piss me off in the sense of, yo man, like, did I get those opportunities because I lived in Windsor? Maybe. But everybody who's saying those things didn't see my reactions there. They didn't see the work I put in there. They didn't, I, I don't think I get enough credit for the opportunities I had on TV because they, people think they were handed to me and I'm here to loud and clear say, fuck those people because I worked hard for those opportunities and I deserve those opportunities. And if you think that the people in Windsor wanted me to be in that spot, the way I was, you're crazy because I was the last person they wanted in that spot. My hard work brought the people with me, which gave me my spots and I, I think I, I think that's the one chip I still have on my shoulder is feeling like I don't get the credit for the hard work that I put in to get those big opportunities. If well, I, I think that's horseshit because yeah. I've seen the work you put in. I've known you for two and a half fucking years and right. you haven't stopped. You yeah. haven't stopped moving. But one cool thing that happened over COVID, actually just yeah. before COVID, you met a new lady. A new shining star in your life. I did. And you post her all over. And I got to say, when you post her on Facebook, it's a lot better than looking at your face. It really is. <laughs> I appreciate it. Really she is. Is. No, she's, yeah. she's a, she seems like a beautiful soul. She seems yeah. like, and she seems like somebody, thank God you met her when you did, because I think that the time off helped yeah. you kind of de-stress, depress, maybe also heal the body and the mind oh, a definitely, little bit. Definitely, definitely. And she, she was a catalyst in all that. If I'm not, if, if I'm, oh, if I'm right in saying that. No, definitely, man. Definitely. Um, I think that, that meeting Christine was uh, a really big deal for me because one, I met her at the perfect time. And two, it also helped me separate Aiden Prince from Mike a little bit, which was nice. So, so moving here, everything stopping, having this wonderful girlfriend that has been supportive of me going up and down through these waves of not wrestling and, and wrestling has been, uh, uh, a beautiful thing you know it's it's been great to kind of force myself to be mike a little bit set aiden prince aside even though i don't want to <laughs> you know what i mean like set, setting that aside and realizing there's more to life than pro wrestling you know love is there uh family is there uh getting to know someone getting to know myself it's it's been an amazing thing man it's been an amazing thing and i i know i shove her down everybody's throat with with instagram and stuff but it's just because 
I think for the first time in my entire life, someone is making me as happy as pro wrestling makes me, if that makes sense. So um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful, grateful that I met her for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And you know what, to touch on one thing you said is I'm a fan of Aiden Prince and I appreciate Aiden Prince, but Mike is my brother. Mike is my friend. My dude, my dude. <laughs> yeah. And that's the truth. That's yeah. the truth. And, and it's great to have that separation. And sometimes yeah. it's got to be hard, like to turn it off. Like sometimes you go to a show and you know, you, you may, you may be the underdog in the building. You may be the guy that people whisper about. Right. And you go out there and you, uh, you prove. You right. show and prove, right? And your work ethic and how you handle yourself, your reputation in the back—it's not. Oh fuck! There's Aiden Prince coming. Oh, he's the guy that I don't know if you saw him on Impact, but because right. he was doing that stuff, right? Oh, I got to face him tonight. I'm going to kick his teeth in. Right. Twenty-five minutes later, shit, fuck! Now I know why he got those opportunities in fucking Windsor because he beat the yeah. living hell out of me. Well, and, and I think I'll forever, I'll forever be trying to prove myself in that sense because even if guys, I'm a paranoid dude. That's just me. So I mean, even if a guy doesn't feel that way. In my mind, he feels that way, and I'm going to do every single thing I can to prove that I'm not just a fluke and I didn't get opportunities just because of who, you know, who I know. I got these opportunities because I can go out there and I can go with the best of them, you know. Yeah, absolutely, you can, and, and you've proven that over and over again. And, and anybody who, who's been stupid enough to not be paying attention, go back and watch these matches that we're talking about. You can find the Tyler Bate match online. Yeah. You can find the Alex Zane match online. Yeah. And you could see me sitting in the corner, my reactions. I had to leave after that match and go out for a cigarette. It was like, <laughs> holy shit. How the, and, and the fact is, is what blows my mind is the shit you put your body through and what you put your opponent's body through. And then you get up and you, you just, you raise your hand to the crowd and then you just fucking walk out like nothing happened. <laughs> like, fuck off. Okay, I know you're hurting. That's been another thing with this break is I've literally like I backyard wrestled my entire teenage years to right into pro wrestling training to this has been literally the longest break ever from me being in a wrestling ring or some form of a wrestling ring. Um, so my body has kind of relax if that makes sense and it's it is nice to you know wake up and feel a little you know better right now fitness wise I have some catching up to do um, because I think I also looked at this little break different than most I saw a lot of guys working out outside doing what they were doing and everything and I think meeting Christine and and, and being in a new city and stuff it was like you know what I've never been the hugest guy anyway let me relax for a bit let my body feel a little better when this is all over, which I honestly thought was going to be a month, you know, when this is all over, I'll go back to working as hard as I ever have. I'll get my body back and whatever. But in this time, I'm going to get to know me. I'm going to get to know my girlfriend. I'm going to get to know my family more than I ever have. And just, uh, just, just try to be Mike, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't even know where I was going. My, my bad. <laughs> no, I, I get where you were going. You were yeah. going, it, it was almost like rediscovering you. Exactly, man. Exactly. Like my, literally my whole life has been pro wrestling. I get made fun of all the time that I don't have or do anything else because I don't like sports in any shape. I don't like UFC. I don't like anything else. It's literally wrestling has been my life. So being forced to shut it off was a blessing and a, you know, and a hindrance, if that makes sense. But uh, it's, it's been nice to force myself to get to know myself. And there's been waves in that. 
but it, you know, it's, it's, I think at, at the end of this, when all is said and done, it's just going to make me more confident in the back, more confident in these podcasts, more confident to speak on things like feeling like my opportunities aren't, you know what I mean? What they are and, and, and things like that. Absolutely. And, and one thing I want to touch before we get into my fantasy booking for Ooh. the destiny show, which we will discuss in depth because I have a lot of ideas where I think you need to go with yes. that promotion. Yeah. But in terms of the, what would you go back to the, your opportunities were, your opportunities were handed to you and you carry that chip. And you even said, if, even if that guy I'm facing across the ring or that girl doesn't think that that's yeah. in my head. Yeah. So it seems like you're not using it as a deterrent, but you're actually using it as motivation. Look, I'm yeah. going to go out and I'm going to fuck you up just yeah. to prove a fucking point. Yeah. Because for a long time, it was like, you know, I would feel this, this energy of like, oh, he's not as good as they say he is. He's not, he's, you know what I mean? He's not. And I think I, I dwelled on that to the point it would fuck me up in the sense of like, I'd be too nervous. I'd be overthinking the match. I'd be worried about who I'm across from. And it was one of my trainers sat me down and talked to me and said, yo, man, just because you're standing across the ring from say fucking Tyler Bate, that doesn't mean you're standing across from anybody different than it would be Gabriel Fuerza or Holden Albright, or Daniel Garcia, or Blackwood. These are guys. They're, they're wrestlers. Just because they're on TV doesn't mean they're the best. It just means that that's the spot that they were in. So go out there and do what you do. Don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to do your shit because of who's across from you. Be you. And I think that really woke me up to the sense of, I see a lot of guys that get a match with a big name, and they sit there and go, uh, if it's okay, I do this thing where like I dive out of the ring, like if that's okay with you. And sometimes the guy across from them is a big name or whatever. And they say, yeah, man, like we're going to keep it simple tonight or, or we're not going to whatever. But that's because they've been given the opportunity to take it easy. If you speak to them, like you're their equal and you speak to them, like, you know, Hey man, I do this thing where I dive four fucking times and then I moonsault on you. That's what I do. You know, they can slow my stuff down or whatever, but nine times out of 10, that guy goes, all right. And I started to learn that because the, when I had the opportunity to wrestle done, there was things I would hold back and then he would yank it out of me. And then, you know, so even with Loki, Loki was very dialing back just because he's a very big storyteller and stuff like that. But he made it. So I was like, give me stuff. Tell me what you do. Where I was sitting there going, what do you think I should do? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like a, so when I had the chance to wrestle Simon Gotch, for example, I went into it with the intent of just say what I do. If he wants to take my stuff away, I'll let him take my stuff away because that's what I'm supposed to do. But he did not say no to a damn thing. He wanted to do all of my shit. So I dove on him three times. I did my move. I did literally everything. And, you know, I, I think a lot of guys do that too much. They, they dial back and they, they think because the guy was on WWE or because the guy was in ROH or Impact or wherever that they need to be scared of that person or they need to dumb their stuff down. And, and, and you don't. You don't. These guys are wrestlers just like us. They, they want to do some shit just like us. So that was, uh, that, that was a huge realization for me that, that – the guy across from you may think whatever, but I have the power to show him otherwise. And I know what I have 
and he's a wrestler like me. So if I prove that I can hang with him, that's only going to earn their respect. So I, I, I stopped feeling negative on myself on it and started looking at it as a, a boost. You know what I mean? Let's prove to this motherfucker I can go then. You know what I mean? That's, and that's how I feel about everything. People have their opinions on me and stuff, but it, it, it is what it is. I'm just going to do what I feel I do best, and that's wrestling. 100%. And because of everything you just said, and I felt the fucking passion, and now it makes me even more fired up to get to fucking <laughs> September 13th, I can't really share the passion with you and give you a big fucking hug. So what I'm going to do is do this. I'm going to do something that everybody knows. It's called the Wiser Clap. Oh, there it is. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but you know what, man? I, I, I love every time sitting down and having conversation, whether it's a five-minute conversation or we're doing something like this, because I know the passion is just as real. And the right. conversations are as honest as they possibly can be. Definitely. And I love that story about Sami Gotch. That's a little inside, little tidbit for all you wrestling fans out yeah. there. I, in every one of those matches that you mentioned, I never saw you hold back. And when you did hold back, like you said, the guy would pull it out of you because they knew yeah. you had more in you. It's right. almost like stoking the fire to yeah. a point where the fire becomes a nuclear fucking bomb. Yeah, man. And you need yeah. to get rid of that pent-up aggression because if you don't, you're going to be driving home pulling Georgia stands and going, fuck, I should have taken that dive when I had the chance, or I should have done that cross yeah, body when I had the yeah. chance, or I should have done that fucking moonsault. Yeah. And I did it. And now I may never have the opportunity to be in the ring with that guy again, because schedules 100%. may not sync up and I fucked it up. Right. 100% man. 100% because those matches have happened too, you know, but it's, uh, for me, having those matches with those guys has helped with my, my confidence with wrestling a guy more on my level and, and at our, our same, you know what I mean? If, if this guy is going to pull everything out of me, I'm going to pull it all out every single time. That's just, that's just me. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So now we know with the show on the 13th, we've got to keep it Ontario only. Right. We have to. So we won't see any of the Buffalo boys. We won't see any storylines that started in March carry over because it just can't happen right now. But what we do know is the main event, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Josh Alexander. I mean, George already has my money, but if he didn't, I'd say shut up and take my money. Right, I right. believe there are no tickets on sale. It's sold out less than 24 hours because we love it. We want it back so bad. Right. But in terms of you, I've got three opponents okay. that I think, Ontario Indie Wise, okay. are fantastic opponents that I have not seen you uh, really tangle with in depth. Some of them, you, two of them you have faced. Okay. One, I think you need to face Again, in singles. I've seen you in a triple threat, but I need him in a singles. I need right. to see it in a singles. So one is Justin Singh. Wow. You've had a triple threat with him, but yeah. I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see a singles with just you two. Because yeah. I think the train and the and the Prince of Prince City need to collide in yeah, a full out colossal be, uh, fucking beatdown. Especially like Justin Sane was actually on the first show I ever worked. I think he was more of like one of the main event guys. That was uh Busted knuckle pro wrestling. I don't even know. I'm trying to remember what year that would have been. But yeah, he was, uh, man has looked exactly that jacked since way back then. Maybe, maybe even more jacked now. But uh, yeah, that'd be a big one for me. I, I, that's a really good idea. I hope we get to do that. Definitely. And then another one would be uh, another one of my close friends. Justin Sane is a close friend, but this is another close friend. Um, a lot of people call him the king of the ladies. Okay. A lot of people call him Black Lavender, baby. Oh, man. But I call him Lionel Knight. And right. I think you and Lionel yes. in a number one contenders type feel match. Okay. I mean, I've seen you in Fatal Four Ways. 
I've seen yeah. you in Triple Threats, yeah. but I've never seen Aiden Prince, Lionel Knight, Pride. That, uh, that would be a huge one for me as well. I, I look up to Lionel a lot. Like Lionel's, Lionel has been a brother to me in wrestling since I started, and he's been super cool to me since the beginning. Um, and he'll credit me for getting him booked on Destiny, but the man has done everything on his own. He is the most underrated indie wrestler that I know. That guy can go better than any of us. And I think Lionel is another one that he's a little too quiet sometimes. Like, he, he's got more in there. And I would love to go toe-to-toe with him because I would make sure that I take it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, uh, that, honestly, Lionel Knight is probably number one on my list of people I want to work a singles match with. 100%. 100%. And that's, that's somebody I would relish the opportunity to see that match. Yes. Because I know uh, as much as his power is un- underwhelming, your power is underwhelming. What is overwhelming is your speed, your agility. Yes. And, yeah. I mean, again, who doesn't love flippy shit? Yeah, Lionel is uh, Lionel's the man. Lionel's the man. That would definitely steal a show right there for sure. Yeah. And so last anybody but not- watching this that will book it, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. I mean, this is going to drop after the show, but I think you and I should both – uh, systematically text George right after this. Yeah, I say, hey, you know what? I will say that he asked me who I wanted to work, and I said Lionel Knight. So let's uh, let's let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best. Yeah. If I'm right, then I got to get a bonus autograph yeah, for free. Definitely, gotta get a bonus one. Definitely, definitely. So let's let's hope that happens. Absolutely. And last but not least, because again, I've seen you. I mean, I'm sure you faced each other probably at Greek Town. Right. Uh, but I have never seen you at Destiny because I have yet to go to a Greek Town show. And if Steven from Steven's Wrestling Journey is watching, he's probably shaking his head. He yells at me consistently all the time about not going to Greek Town. I had full plans to go to Greek Town in March, but then a family function came up. I actually got some some uh, no idea what you are missing, man. Yeah. <laughs> and if Channing Decker's listening, he's probably like pissed right off right what now. The fuck. So I'm sorry, Stephen. I'm sorry, Channing. I'm sorry, everybody at fucking Greek Town. I'm an idiot. I'm an asshole. Okay, said it. But I would love to see you, and or actually, it's kind of a bonus one. I'd love to see you and RJ City. Ooh. And I'd love to see you and Channing Decker because Channing Decker has yet to give up the Destiny briefcase. That thing is still floating around. If I'm not mistaken, I I have no idea where is that briefcase. So long between shows. Yeah, so I don't remember. Yeah. But even if not for the briefcase, you and Decker, man. I uh, we've both talked about. We've traveled a lot of a lot of roads together to Montreal um, and uh, doing the NSPW shows and stuff like that. We've flippy shit will meet hardcore, and that will get out of hand. And I think uh, George knows that. I think a lot of places know that once flippy meets hardcore. And I'm willing to do anything, uh, as is Decker. I think uh, that that's just gonna blow some minds, for sure. Uh, that's it's it it hasn't it has happened. We have had singles matches, but not to the to the extent of what we could do, if if that makes sense. You've had single matches, but tailored back. Right, right. Like it was, you know, your generic ten minute match where we did some cool shit. You know, I almost killed myself on a reverse rana. But uh, I still have a scar from it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, but yeah, like it, once, once we're able to, let's say, a Destiny show, pull out the tables, pull out the staple gun, 
fire, whatever you want to do. Uh, flippy shit meets hardcore is going to get quite wild. And it would be interesting to see the separation of Destiny fans because I would say that me and Decker, um, along with Josh Alexander, would be what we call the faces of Destiny. So um, it, you never know. You never know. Don't. And what about, what about the bonus one I threw in there of you and RJ City? Because he is such a talker that yes. you can't help but not laugh. See, there's, a, there's another one, right, where, you know, there's your Daniel Garcia, there's your Zane, and then there's your RJ City, right? So it would be very, very interesting and, and cool to see our styles mix and, and stuff like that, uh, how, how things would, would clash. It'd be, uh, it'd be fun. But I've known RJ for a long time. Um, and I, I think that would be a fun one. It'd be a challenge for me, 100%, a big challenge. It'd be, shoes, it'd be definitely stepping in with some big shoes to fill because RJ is such a well-known name, not just in Ontario indie, but in indie, yeah. period. And those are, those are the, to be honest, the, the matches I love the most because it's, you know, <laughs> there's been times I've went out there and I thought the crowd was going to be with me, and they weren't. So being thrown that curveball is uh, – is a, is a good feeling like, you know, okay, I don't have them now. How can I get them back? Or how can I, you know what I mean? Like things like that. So I, I definitely think that'd be a cool, uh, cool challenge for sure. Absolutely. I, I think that there's, there's the just picturing all these matches in my head. I'm exhausted. I need to go take a nap after all this. Trust me, man. Like that's what I've been doing this entire time is just like, man, I never, I never got to have a match with this guy. I never got to have, a, you know what I mean? Somebody like Puff, for example, like, the amount of fun that me and him could have because there is the matches where I pull out funnier stuff or I act silly or, you know, cause it's just me playing around. Like I'm literally enjoying myself the entire time I'm in there. You know, I go through a table, I'm still having a good time. So it's, uh, it would be interesting to, to have those type of matches and stuff like that for sure. Absolutely. And I know you're a big advocate of uh, women in wrestling. We've talked yeah. about this in depth. I'm a huge advocate. I rep Revolution Women's Wrestling. I rep every time I go to Crossbody, every time I go to Destiny and there's a women's match on the card. I get super excited. And that's because I'm a proud girl dad. I got two beautiful yeah. girls at home. Yeah. And um, George made an announcement at the barbecue and this will air after. So I'm not too worried about any repercussions. But he announced finally, uh, finally, I overdue in my opinion, a women's full out women's division, women's title coming to Destiny. Yes. And how excited are you for that? Because not only, I mean, again, if you're a wrestler, you're a wrestler, but you also have to be a fan and you yes. have to appreciate how far right. women have pushed and clawed yes. to get the respect they deserve. Yes. We already know Alexi Nicole is going to be in the forefront. We yes. know Jody Threat's name has been thrown around a well. Yes. I believe there are other females in, in, this, uh, in this province, like a Shiloh, yes. like a, um, a Divya, like a Bianca yes. Corelli, like so many others whose names, Bella Bronx, so many others whose names rightfully deserve to be in the conversation for the first ever Destiny Women's Champion. But since it's George and you having a conversation, George and Mike, we're shooting the shit right now. Yes. Out of all the women that I've mentioned, and maybe ones you have on the top of your head, who would you like to see rock that inaugural Destiny Women's Championship? Ooh. I got to put you on the spot. I got to ask tough questions, brother. Wow. The... For, for me, if I was fantasy booking this, right? If I was fantasy booking this, obviously Alexia is, is the champion material. She's killing it. She's got everything there. My look on things is I look at it like when they did the UK championship in WWE, right? Dunn should have been the champion, right? But giving it to Tyler so that Dunn could take it away made it even bigger, right? 
So I think, you know, especially with like destiny history and things like that, I think it would be cool to see somebody like Jody take it and then go into this string of matches with somebody like Alexia, two people that can go. And I haven't seen those two in enough singles matches. Like I, I really think that would, would clash really cool. And I think if it was a series of things, like some back and forth stuff. Um, but Jody, Jody to me is the coolest thing out there when it comes to women's wrestling. And I think it would be, uh, I think it'd be a shame to not see somebody like Jody with it for sure. Jody or Alexia, one of those two, but it would be nice to see Jody take it, Alexia fight her way up and take it. You know what I mean? They're, they're just that story there to me would be really, really cool. Yeah, the uh, the ultimate underdog v meets the bubblegum princess. I mean, how can you not love it? Exactly, right? And also, you know, there's a lot of up-and-coming people through battle arts and stuff that I've watched from afar and stuff like that. I, I feel terrible. I can't remember her name, but there's a, a girl on Instagram. She was a battle arts uh, student. It's like Cassandra something or something like oh, that. Oh, Amy Crimson. Yes, yes. She's the current Battle Arts Women's Champion because they have not absolved the school yet, so she's still rocking the title. There it is, right? Like, I watched her, you know, hang around the the Destiny shows or the the Battle Arts shows or just Battle Arts in general for a long time. And uh, just seeing her through Instagram and stuff kind of grow, you know, get herself in really good shape, clearly do some character work, uh, grow as a performer and stuff like that. Somebody like that was me when I was younger. So to see... Somebody like that, I mean, you know, people like Jody and Alexia and stuff have somebody on their tail, which is, which is great to see for women's wrestling um, and wrestling in, in a whole, seeing people like that. Because I think one of the coolest things that I've had the pleasure of watching is I added Tessa Blanchard years ago, like years and years and years ago. Like she, she looked young, she was training, whatever. And I just thought it was cool because I was a huge Tully fan. So to see somebody like Tessa grow and grow and grow and grow and then you know blow up the way she did was one of the coolest things I've ever got to witness in wrestling so seeing somebody like that start where she was and I see it growing she has nothing but a bright future ahead of her so shout out to her for sure shout out to Amy Crimson look at that endorsement from the Prince of Prince City I fucking love it (laughs) all right my dude I want you to get out of here I want you to go enjoy your Sunday but before I go anybody who's stupid enough to not be following you on the socials Please shout out your soul. Uh, basically, you know how it is. Just search Aiden Prince. Avoid the little dancing child. <laughs> there's, there's another Aiden Prince out there. <laughs> if you want to follow him too, that, that's fine. But mine is A-I-D-E-N. Um, you know, you can find Aiden Prince on Facebook, um, you know, Instagram, uh, anything like that. Uh, and just uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash Aiden Prince. Um, of course, but otherwise, you know how it is. Fans can always reach out to me on Facebook. I, I do do my best to answer everybody. So, um, you know, feel free to hit me up with wrestling questions, anything, and uh, I'm here. Absolutely, man. He is one of the most endearing human beings on the fucking face of the planet. And he is somebody that absolutely does do his best. I don't have to reach out to him on Instagram because I have his personal number. <laughs> and I am in the inner circle. So yeah, everyone else out there can fight me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because I've built these fucking relationships and I've yeah. earned my stripes that way. Yeah. But as always, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. Thank you so much for listening. Again, my guest, the Aiden Prince. Thank you, man. And as always, guys, follow, follow the socials. 
because I'm not going to tell you who next week's guest is because you don't fucking deserve it. You're not going to know until the Monday. The episode will drop on Thursday. If Aiden wants to know when we're not recording, I'll tell him, but nobody else will fucking know. <laughs> there we go. We're so just, Jesus, just we're follow my instructions. It's not hard. <laughs> All right, guys, as always, peace, love, and wrestling. Aiden Prince, thank you, sir. And um, again, don't forget those three T-shirts and that autograph. I will see you on the 13th, and I can't wait to watch you do some flippy shit. Flippy shit. I love you. Flippy shit. I love you, man. All right, brother. As always, you stay safe. Say all the best to Weeze, to Sauce, and your lady, Christine. And peace, love, and wrestling. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you, brother. Peace, man. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease and financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram, Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay, buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.